heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. So my guess is that just about everybody is waiting to see what uh, Donald J. Trump is going to do. I I believe not just here in this country, keep in mind, but shortly, maybe even more so, the world uh, as a whole, uh, they're all looking to see what's this Trump going to do? Knowing that he's run just the one office and will he, you know, do it again on, on consecutive terms? Only been done one other time with uh, President Grover Cleveland, uh, but this would be, again, more history in the making with, uh, with former President Trump. Uh, so does he come back uh, as, uh, you know, now the 45th and the 47th uh, president of the United States is, is really the question. You know, before we can really answer that, you know, I spoke to you yesterday about this and saying that it really, you know, when one's going to do that sort of thing, first of all, you have to do a lot of soul searching. No doubt about it. And you also have to put the country first to say what's best for the country and considering all those things. Now, you would ask a moment and say, based on policies, Malcolm, does he was he a was he a, a quality uh, president? Did, did he represent the people? Well, he fulfilled many of his campaign promises. I mean, uh, drove people crazy, uh, probably on both sides of the aisle there. Uh, but surely he did. Uh, and now, you know, whether those ideas lined up with yours or not is, is another story, isn't it? Right. But I think with Trump, uh, as we pointed out yesterday, there were we've never seen a political figure become so polarized, uh, really ever, uh, to that nature where they, again, keep in mind, they spent every hour of every waking day over the course of over four years, because it was before he even got into the White House, keep in mind, and how to get him the hell out of the White House, you see? I mean, they spent every breath of energy to dismantle his administration. Think about all the bureaucracy up there, all of the government agencies and all that are all layered with these bureaucrats. And the vast majority of those are on the left. Go figure, huh? Well, the right, just like in the school system, was too busy working and uh, making money. But surely the left figured it out and got indoctrinated the kids and got into the government. That's why you got the problems you got now with the Marxist left that have infiltrated the party. And everybody else in that party and even the people in the middle are sort of confused. They're not really sure what's going on with some of these radicals in the party and what's happening. But it's really happening. This takeover I'm speaking of of the country. So before we answer, can Trump legitimately, he can legitimately, legally run, absolutely. But would it be the right thing to do when he searches his soul and say, okay, is this what I should do? You know, I want to share with you, it really comes down, my friends, and I've thought a lot about this. You know, first of all, I like the job Donald J. Trump did for this country. Okay, now, but I don't belong to any cult. I belong to America. Uh, um, Unless there's an American cult, I would belong to that, basically. I love our country, love our people. That's where I would belong. But any one political figure, you know, I I don't, that doesn't make or break the whole system here, people. Some people have a hard time with that. That uh, many people in the uh, MAGA movement have been uh, accused of being a cult. 
I don't know that I go that far. I think he had a very unique relationship with people. And you know what? He was very relatable. He's a, you know, he's a, a billionaire, blue collar uh, kind of a guy. Construction, as we said, um, talked freely, whether you liked it or you didn't like it. You know, he didn't flavor the speech to make you feel good. Kind of the same way I do it here. I don't flavor it to make you feel good. Some people have a hard time with that, though, friends. Some people have a very difficult time with that, and they think that you should have their like opinion. Diversity of opinion is, is a lost American art, for sure. It's long gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So if, if Trump, and I, I'm thinking about where we are as a country, there are so many unknowns right now, as there always is. We don't know what happens in the future. We can think we know and try to predict you know, in our crystal balls, but we really don't know. We, we don't have a total clue. I mean, we can guess. Now, there are a lot of people who believe we, we are in serious trouble, that the sky is indeed falling. I mean, and that's as widespread as I've ever seen it, people. In fact, there's about nobody I know in any circle, frankly, that I could say, what do you think? And they say, oh, yeah, things are just grooving along. I'm loving this thing. Country is spectacular. It doesn't exist. It doesn't. On any sort of the aisle, that doesn't exist. But everybody knows this country is, uh, is uh, in it. Well, it's, it's, in a it's at a treacherous moment. I'd say it's a people trouble. We really don't. It depends what's going to happen and what plays out. Now, again, I don't fall to the subscription that, you know, this is the most important election of our lifetime. I'm so tired of hearing that. The next time somebody says that, I'm going to punch him in the face, you know? Okay? This is the most important. Shut up. I've been hearing that every election all my life. I think we're a little beyond that shallow talk. They're all important, people. Every election is important. The 2022 midterms going to be important and the 2024 general election surely be vitally important. And so will the 26 midterm and the 28 general and on and on and on. Right. We'll be doing this thing forever, people. <laughs> Hard to imagine. So. Is Trump the best person to lead the country is what we really want to answer. And this is tough. This is tough because. People have strong opinions about Trump. They have strong opinions, probably more about the man than even his policies. His policies were very favorable to America, for sure. I mean, that was the whole Make America Great Again anthem that we, we all promoted and pushed out there, embraced more so. But you look at all the things he did and bringing energy back and energy dependent and, you know, the crackdown on illegal immigration and foreign policy. And, you know, there's just a litany list of things. And, and there's nothing he was not afraid to tackle. He, he was, as I said to you yesterday, I've said many times. He was really a rare leader, a very unique individual for, for any times, surely for these times. Now, I think in a lot of sort of ways, I, I think. You know, we can say what we want about, I mean, Trump wasn't an overly religious fellow. I mean, he didn't live his life in the church and that sort of thing any more than he was uh, religious to the Republican Party. He wasn't that over the years either. He donated to plenty of Democrats and had them in his uh, circle there and, you know, everything else. I mean, that's when America used to understand the diversity of the country. And there was a different animal back then. 
I always reference those as the Tip O'Neill days and the Ronald Reagan days, you know. And that's when you can beat each other up during nine to five and then go out and have a drink and booze it up and act like you're civilized. Today, not so much. It's a whole different animal today. Now, the country has gone in some wicked areas and we've gone further down the road. So this concept of Trump running again, I'm thinking about it really depends upon where we're at and what happens and what develops. Now, and of course, we're not going to know what develops. So it, it really is it really is a roll of the die. What's best for the nation? That's what really matters. It's not what's best for you or I or, or Trump's resume, not that he needs one. But that's not what the decision should be. But what's best for the nation? You have to do soul searching to really understand that. You have to put America first. Do you see where I'm at? Is anybody really putting the country first anymore? We have to put America first. I'll think about everybody I know understands uh, the wicked ways that the Marxist left are governing, how they're maneuvering how they're posturing uh, right now in the country. And we see it. It was just talk a couple of few years back, but it's all out in the light of day now. Probably a good thing, even though it's scary as hell. It's better off we know than we don't know, don't you think? It's better to have the evils of what it is, the evil you know, you know than the evil you don't know. With Trump, and you take a look at the left, the policies, and you think about what he did over, the, over that period of years. There was a statement that I thought summed it up. I want you to hear this. This statement was in a, a new um, uh, essay, article, column, if you will, on America Out Loud. And it just captured the moment for me to put this in, in the right uh, sunlight for you to see. And it's this, a tribalized nation of identity groups, if left free, will tear each other apart. As a result, if we follow the left much further, we will find that our constitution is wholly inadequate for the governance of an immoral people and will adopt tyranny instead. Well, that statement to me, friends, captured the moment perfectly. You know, we are a tribalized nation of identity groups. Now, that's thanks to the Marxist left. And that's really the playbook. That's the whole Saul Alinsky playbook. It's the whole playbook that the Marxist communists use. You get the people to fight with each other and divide amongst each other. It's the shiny object syndrome I talk to you about all the time, right? I mean, that's, that's really what it is. And so we, we have this, you know, they've been successful with getting us to fight like hell with each other. And we are a tribalized nation of identity groups, sadly. You know, we've lost the touch of what America was, what it felt for, what it, what it believed in, that this beautiful nation of uh, the melting pot, the diversity of people, the things I always brag about and love about being an American, you know, this whole thing of whatever. I mean, it's just, and, and, and it no longer feels right. You know, when you see the flag flying now, you know, I thought in America growing up as a lad and the way I felt, and I thought, okay, this country is very acceptant. We, 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 uh, we're built and based on immigration, number one. We're not a racist nation by any stretch of the imagination. 
and we're an open, fair people. That really is, describes to me, these United States of America. But yet uh, they have done a lot of damage over the last, uh, surely 15 years, could go 30 years, but 15 for sure through the uh, Barack Obama years. That was a divided mechanism for the country. That was all a gag. There was no hope in change. That was a total gag. And the people he put in, a lot of these bureaucracies and government agencies, and the harm that he did then and the harm he's still doing today is magnified. Now, some people ask me, do you think he is the Antichrist? You know, I would have said no back in the day, but the way things are going right now, he could very well be people. Hmm. I don't think I've ever said that quite that way before, but he could be. I don't know. I knew he was a distant cousin at the very least. And I've told listeners that many a times. You know that. He surely is a distant cousin at the very least of the entire, no doubt about it. Now, whether he's the full setup or getting ready for something else, I don't know the answer to that. But surely he's a cancer you know, to the country. And, uh, you know, the moderates and the independents didn't see that. They, they didn't see it. And not that they were being harmful or neglectful or evil. or They just didn't see it, people. Okay? Now, some of them in that party seen it, surely. The, the Pelosi's of the world absolutely seen it. They have a whole other agenda. They are also in the family of, of evil somewhere in this fight we, we prophesize on all the time. But... Uh, so, but this other thing about that quote, as a result of we follow the left much further, and I got thinking about that, and how far do we follow the left? How far? You know, we'll, we'll find that our constitution is wholly inadequate, no kidding, for the governance of an immoral people and will adopt tyranny in, instead, of course. And why are we following the left? Why is it the Republican leaders go along to get along? Why is that? I've been saying that for years, people. Why do they do that? They just go along to get along. Nobody puts the country first. They put their own careers first and the rest of it. So when I take that and I, I compute that to the fact that people keep talking about this revolutionary moment, I call it a revolutionary moment, but they call it about a revolution, some sort of a, an American revolution, right? A moment in time, in other words, right? That brings it to a head. And people believe we're not far off the page of that. Well, but everybody keeps, it's like a race. Like how many false starts do you get? It's like, okay, the gun goes up, ping, and everybody's like, Oh, and they fall back again. Okay, back, back behind the line, people. Back behind the Okay, we'll do it again. Ching, and oh, falls again. Nobody really is taking the lead on that. Nobody really wants to win that race because it's a pretty big deal. It's historical. You know, it's uh, significant in our history as it has been previously. But are we close to a revolution in our country? And who, who might that be when that shot is fired? What does that look like? You see? The following the left further is what really is concerning to me that why we don't push back enough and say, we are not doing this any longer. We are not. And you just take right now as a perfect example of what Mitch McConnell has done in, in, in playing ping pong with the idiots up there in DC. Well, we're not gonna vote for that, raising the debt ceiling and 
bankrupt in the country further at this point. We did it last time, but, you know, like I did kind of say, like, we wouldn't do it again. So we won't do it again, but I'll step out of the way and we'll do some fancy maneuver in here. We'll do a little square dancing, all right? And then you guys do what you got to do. And you, 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 yeah, yeah, you do that. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll stay over here on the side and watch you screw us over, okay? And then we'll all come back and, you know, we'll play like the American people didn't know what the hell happened, as is normally the case. We call that Washington trickery. And there's a whole lot of that going on, people. Washington trickery. They do that every bill they do with their math up there is a formula of math we've never seen and never been taught in school. Their balance sheets are a train wreck. So this whole notion about that statement, you see why that lit me on fire, but as well, why are we following them? So now I think about all of that, put that on the side, and then I think, okay, Donald Trump. Well, listen, you know, listen, Donald Trump, yeah, sure, he's a canoe rocker, but like me, I mean, he, from time to time, will piss on the tulips. And people sometimes don't like that. But sometimes it has to be done. Now, you know, if we follow the left much further, and how much further do we go? And, you know, and you look at the, you know, the, uh, the sacrifices Donald Trump made, the aggravation he put his family through is, wow, crazy time, man. Crazy time. Wow. I don't know if I, I was his kid, what I'd have said to him. It depends. I, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know. See, to sit here and ramble about stuff that we act like we think we know every damn thing. We don't know a lot of things about his family and the inner mixings of that and private conversations and what they've said to each other. We don't know any of that. We only speculate from what we see in the, in the public square, right? But I'm sure his kids must have said, Dad, you, you know, Ivanka has had to say that at some point. Are you, is this really what you want? Well, you know, any good patriot over our history has stepped up uh, in and at, at great risk to themselves, great risk, any historical patriot over time, at great risk to themselves, always. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out, people. It depends where those chips fall, of course. But if it comes to this whole thing, like, okay, so I look at the temperament of the country right now. Where's the country at? What's the mood? Well, I'd like to sit and say to you, well, I think people are getting pretty fed up with it. I'm hoping that's the case. I don't really know. I can sit and speculate with that too with you. Well, I, I think maybe people are getting fed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear people say that to me. Yeah, they are, man. But nobody is still next. Gun goes off. Ball start. Nobody knows what to do. Everybody talks. Yeah, we got to do that thing again. Hmm. But how do we do it? Yeah, where do we say? No, I wonder. So I wonder if Trump is the one who would, uh, you know, and, and maybe that's what he was trying to accomplish with January 6th. Not that I blame that on him specifically, but you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. I wonder if that could have been uh, sort of uh, a moment because I, I, I think he, uh, many people were thinking or hoping that, you know, the Red Sea would have parted again. Moses would have come out or something would have happened here and the election would have been turned in the way that it would have been turned away from the Marxist left and away from Biden, you know. People were hoping like hell for that. 
I, I, I had a hard time believing that anybody would vote for Biden, but then again, people, that's me. So, so I'm seeing this miracle or whatever it is, and it depends upon the temperament of the country and how people feel, where are we at? How many people are on board with this? How many people are on board with this in the country? You know, are we a 70-30? Probably, you know, it, it's not 50-50 for sure. It, you know, and let's think about this a moment. I want you to think about this, please, out there. So is it a 50-50, right? Is it a 60-40, a 70-30? Or would you even go 80-20? Now I'm talking about real Americans, patriots, who will stand up for the flag and do the, you know, and fight for our country, put our country first. And those who will, uh, who are part of that group over there, not really part of this movement here, this, this country, they're trying to tear America down. They see a different America. They, they, lo they love their version of America. Yeah, sure. But it's not this version of America. That's why those people go around. They're the people, same people who want to uh, murder the kids in the womb and justify murder. That's their version of America. That's somehow moral. Yeah, that's moral. Well, it's my body. It's my right. I didn't want the kids, so I killed it. What the hell do you want from me? Well, that's moral, right? Sure. They have a whole different country over there. They're playing with people. So what percentage do you think that is? Is that 20%, 30%, or 40%? Can't be 50%. I'm going to give you those boundaries there, 20, 30, or 40. Yeah, maybe it's 60, 40. Could be 70, 30. I don't know. Mm. That depends. See, that's back to the temperament of the country. How do we feel and what do we feel with that temperament of the country? And how do people, you know, that's what I'm thinking here. And then back to the false start and what happens there. And then how much further do we follow the left? I say, you know, I've had enough of the left myself. I ain't interested in following them anywhere, people. They're corrupt, they're communist, they're Marxist, they're evil. That's the best way to look at it. That's, they're evil. They're, they're what we rail against every day here, isn't it? Sure it is. And so looking at Trump, I'm thinking about, well, who do you want in the White House if you're having this revolutionary moment or something happens, you know? And this is, this is a pretty lit conversation, obviously. You couldn't have this conversation on a Facebook or a Twitter. They, they, they'd have your ass, you know that. You'd be in jail for a long, long period of time. They, you know, that's what they do there. They stick you in their version of jail to reprimand you, slap you on the wrist. You know, little Johnny, you did bad today. You expressed your opinion, you jerk. You know, so I'm thinking here that... Uh, I'm thinking here, you know, that uh, it really depends upon that, those percentages and the temperament of the country. And if we're looking to really heat it up and that's what we're coming in, then I'd say, you know what, give the keys of the car to Trump. Let's just drive the sucker where we're going to go. Hopefully it's not off the cliff, but I'd say that's all right, let's do it. Now, if you want something more, a little more statesman, doesn't do the Twitter thing, doesn't call everybody names and stuff, okay? You know, the old sticks and stones, break my bones with names, right? You remember that, right? Something like that. Well, then maybe there's another statesman that comes out of that, another Ronald Reagan somewhere. I, I don't know. People say, well, come on, there's no other Ronald Reagan here. I don't know. Maybe there is. There's some cool people around, you know? 
I mean, and he was one nobody ever expected to jump into politics. He was an actor. Trump's a businessman. I, I, I've drawn that comparison to you many times. Uh, it's just uh, Reagan had a, the finesse to be able to know when to talk and when not to talk. He knew when to um, just stay shy of pissing them off so that doesn't double or triple their power source. <laughs> I guess best way I put it. Trump doesn't do that. He doesn't care if you double or triple your power source. He just continues to needle you all the way down. Well, so, but if you want a leader at a revolutionary moment, that's the kind of leader you want, actually. You want somebody who doesn't care. You can poke the beer back and forth. You don't want a pansy in there, right? Come on. You want somebody with some gumption, somebody with testicles the size of Nevada. That's what you want in there. Well, that would be Donald Trump, clearly. So that's what it comes down to for me, people. Now, if we're looking for this whole, you know, we follow the left uh, business, uh, you know, and we could get a really good uh, conservative leader in there who can push back. And I guess we'll know more when we get through this next most important election in our lifetime, right? We're, we're just ready to go through another one of these as we tip into the new year here shortly. And we'll be having the same conversation again. And I'm wondering then, I mean, like, okay, so let me give you an example. So let's say there's an American wave. All right, now think, picture this, please. Let's say there's an American wave. I don't, I, I don't, don't red, blue, tawny beige, pink, avocado, whatever. Just an American wave is what we're looking for. Patriots, people love the country, stand up, independents, moderates, left of center, right, conservatives, all of them. Say, we've had enough. We're not going to follow those Marxists left anymore. We're done with you. Now, if that happened and people got out in the masses and voted in the midterm, and I mean swung this thing all the way over, okay? Like, like, yeah, like that. Like a giant sucking sound, right? I mean, you can hear the explosion. You just know the Marxist media will poop their pants when that happens, right? They will absolutely poop their pants, right? Of course, I'll laugh, laugh like hell at that point. But if that happens and it's overwhelming, it's like it's like the the tidal wave, you know, it's just whoosh, shoo, left nothing left. I mean, I don't know what would it take for that to happen. People are so fed up. They seen where the country was. They looked at the Biden policy. They looked at the Marxist left. They looked at the communism. They looked at the bankrupting of the nation. They looked at the the, the the nature of law and order and they looked at all of it. They said, you know what? We had enough of that group. We're coming back over here. And that would create this American wave that would push forward. Now, at that point there, if that happened, well, we probably would fall short. Wouldn't need the revolution. That would be the revolutionary moment, but it would be peaceful. You, you follow what I'm saying? That one would be at the voter box if we could have an American wave. That's what I'm calling for now. I haven't heard anybody talk about it, but I'm talking about it now. That's what we need in this election and the next many elections, the next most important forever elections in our lifetimes. We need an American wave. We need to reach, which is what I've been saying, reach across the aisle, get those independents, moderates, left of center in here. Let's talk to them. These are people who love their country. They want to raise their families. They don't want to be assassinated out in the front lawn. And they'd like to have a country to come home to. You see? So I think that's a unique way of looking at it, actually, really. And so that's where I'm at on Trump now. See? See? Because, listen, 
I am really uh, thrilled that Trump was here as number 45. I have to tell you the truth, my gospel truth, put my heart right out here as I always do with you. I'm absolutely thrilled he was president here, that he was number 45 here. And here at that moment of time, and I've talked about that, absolutely. Policies were incredible. He held back that push just long enough for eyeballs to become more wide open, right? So now we're awake. Maybe we weren't quite awake. A lot of people weren't. There's, you know, they were doing the Hillary dance there after Barack, and that would have gone that way. The Marxist left would have, they would have swallowed a whole. But all of this, and then we're really infuriated the left as these Supreme Court picks and all of that. That's where they really got their knickers in a tizzy there. You see what I mean? They got, wow. It's like, this guy's taking the Supreme Court back too. And then we won't be able to murder the kids. The hell's up with that? America, human rights, human rights, a moral society. And then we allow them to murder in the womb and it's legit. <laughs> it's amazing. Who come up with that theory? It's remarkable how, how that is just a campaign that is put out there that people swallow whole. And somehow that is somebody's truth today. That's my body, my choice. I do what the hell I want to do. But you can't do that if you go out on the streets of Fifth and Madison and shoot somebody head. Well, my body, my choice. You got in my way, I shot him. Doesn't work that way, does it? But in your body, it seems to be, well, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. You think there were some other things a civilized people could do to not have a birth. You know, you'd, you'd think, wouldn't you think there would be some other things one could do not to get pregnant or have a birth for men and women? And I put men first because I don't put this all on women, by the way. That's BS. But don't you think there are some things that could be done? without having to kill the kids. Maybe you don't have the kid to begin with, right? Maybe that would be a choice. Maybe there's some idea, well, accidents happen. Well, sure, but there are things you can do. Anyways, and I know this is not a talk about abortion, but it's really unsettles me, these policies that come from the left that are so outrageous. They're evil, they're, uh, they bring you back to the stone ages, you know? It's like we've never matured as a species, as, as a race. We've never really understood, never learned the lessons. We are our own cancer here on this planet, I'll tell you. I don't know what it looks like down the road, but I think about what God gifted us all the time, as you know that, you know. And I think about that in the sense of this planet, where we should be working together on this planet. I mean, really, China and Russia and North Korea, we should be working in harmony to make a better planet. Really, true. I know this sounds like ridiculous. In today's warfare and political science, it would be ridiculous. Well, I have to tell you, today I, I got up and I had, uh, you know, you, I talked to you all the time about healthy cell and walking and seeing the trees. And today I woke, I woke up with a migraine headache, which I still have lingering right now, if you can't tell. Um, and uh, I, I had that headache, you know, you know how it is when you get that, oh my golly, that, that's what I had today. And I thought, wow. So neglectfully, I was not able to walk today. And I'm sad to report that to you, which is the only reason I bring up the headache. I was unable to. It was so pounding. And I'm trying to get it just to the lighter stage now, but it's still kind of there. But hey, I'm, I'm with you all. So we'll, we'll see when after the program and hopefully it'll uh, dissipate, as they say here, you know. But I do take my healthy cell friends, even with or without the walk, for sure. The vitamin D, the vitamin A, the, the echinacea, all of the things, zinc, all the things we need for our bodies. It is absolutely a remarkable product. Uh, uh, 
bar none. I mean, really, it is terrific, bar none. So I encourage you to take a look at that. I take the AM, PM every day, which are tablets, but then they also have the multi, which is a gel form. They have a great product of gel. A lot of people don't like taking pills. I don't mind taking all of it, but it doesn't matter to me, pill or gel, whatever. Good thing about gel, though, it absorbs in your body faster, and it's it's definitely a better product, no doubt about it. So you want to, if you can get the gel, get the gel. Healthy Cell has spent a lot of time creating those gels. They've done it for REM sleep. They've done it for focus. Uh, they've done it for the immune super boost, which we hope is back in stock shortly. The daily regimen, the multi, the AMPM product, again, is in pill form, but that's available there. They have a great line of products. Truly amazing. I mean, so invest in yourself, please get those and just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. Or you can click the banner, add back at America Out Loud, or just use the code out loud. It gets you 20% off your first order, by the way. So I encourage you to do that. And hopefully you don't have the migraine today and the headache and you've been out to take a walk. Maybe I'll do it later in the day. I don't know. Hate to miss a beat here, my friends. My, I got an app that tells me how many steps I took a day. You know what I mean? How many miles I walked and then it reprimands me the next day if I screwed up. <laughs> I need that in our lives, don't we now? We're going to take a pause here, my fellow Americans, but we'll return on the other side. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11 a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio, Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
liberty and justice for all. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Welcome back to the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. And thank you, my fellow Americans, for being on the mission here. This show comes to you every day at 6 p.m. Eastern time, but you can hear us anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio network or our free apps. We also have a fantastic media player. There's a litany with many, many litany ways of listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. But this show here, Voice of a Nation, 6 and 10, 6 and 10. Got some really interesting program coming over the next week. Got some fantastic Q&As coming, some great information and things you need to know. And uh, so stay close here. We have, but we, listen, we have a whole network of great, great programs. And also our weekend programming is absolutely phenomenal. If you're, you know, on the weekend, if you're out gardening or shoveling snow, it depends where you're at in the country, right? Or the world. So we get a lot of Australians and Europeans listening to, um, you know, turn the music on in your pocket with the app and you can, you know, whistle while they work. I would say whistle while they work. You can do that right there and listen to uh, some great talk radio, right? And great programming on the weekends. Uh, you'll find. And and all week long, uh, these are patriots. This is where it is right now. We are, we are central to that argument in the fight of good and evil. And it's what we're doing here. Great writers, great thinkers. I love thinkers, people that think. Uh, that's why I like, you know, I was telling you about that article up front, that great uh, passage I, I took from that I shared with you about the left, you know, which I'll repeat again. And that comes from the tyrannical states of America. And one of my favorites, Wallace Garneau, will be on the program here this next week for sure, rest assured. He's one of my absolute favorite writers. Um, I mean, why? Because he's a thinker. He's a thinker. So he's not just, you know, doing the same garbage in, garbage out. He thinks and he's able to put an argument out there that makes sense and that we can at least digest and figure it out for ourselves. I appreciate that, you know. Um, now, in this conversation, is Trump, is, is he the one to move us forward, you know, at this pivotal time and, and getting ready for, again, the most important election of our lifetime? Uh, wink, wink, you know, uh, coming right up, right? Uh, or the most important midterm in our lifetime. Wink, wink, right? Um, so, and then you wonder, is he the right one to do it? And I said, I drew two scenarios for you. I drew the revolutionary moment. And then I drew the American wave moment, which is a revolution as well, by the way. But, you, you know, one is done peacefully at the ballot box. If you can get people to get off the sofa and put the potato chips away just long enough, that'd be fabu fabulous. And we'd be able to do something together here. That'd be it right there. And while you're off the sofa, take some healthy cell as well. You'd be in better shape all the way around, friends, right? But that's that's what I wonder there. Or, you know, or the, do we now get to a point where we need a uh, a person that is a uh, little verbose? Um, you know, you put a lot of descriptions on that, people, which I'll leave a little nameless right at the moment, but especially right now with the headache here. I don't know what I'd say, but, you know, you'll get the point of that. Or do we need somebody like that? You know, somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of the flavor of the way I present my case many times. I, that's why I understand Trump and I get Trump because I'm not very much, I'm not much different than him. I get that sort of A-type personality, mentality, winner-take-all. 
I was always a poor loser as a kid. I, I, I lost the game and take the bat and bang you over the head with it. No, 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 not violence, not violence. But I was always a poor loser. I don't like to lose. You know, I like to be number one. I get that whole theory. I love it, actually. I love I love Trump with that theory. We're going to be you know, winning. You're going to get tired of winning. Yeah. All right, master, bring it on. We get tired of it. We let you know. All right. So that statement, again, was a tribalized nation of identity groups, if left free, will tear each other apart. <laughs> Guess what's happening? <laughs> That's happening. Exactly. That's what's happening on the streets everywhere. Most of our country is so corrupted, people don't even know. In the heartland and the suburb and rural area, they don't even really know, other than the few images they see on television somewhere or in a video or newspaper, they don't really know. But if they seen the heap of the trouble the country was in and how much cancer there is that has metastasized, oh my God, they would be like shocked. Like, wow, they'd be shocked. Think, I think of a lot of our country, most of our country has not a clue of how bad it is, really. I think they're in denial, and the rest of them are in denial, you know. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, I'm just looking at that moment and what that looks like coming through the election. And, um, you know, if we follow the left much further, and, and the Republicans do follow the left, and it irritates the hell out of me, people. I get so ripping pissed when they do that, just like now with, Turtlehead McConnell, you know, and his shenanigans, you know, right? You know, I mean, there's no sincerity and authentic honesty with the American people. You know? and, well, this Wallace goes on to say, we'll find that our constitution is wholly inadequate for the governance of an immoral people and we'll adopt tyranny instead. Well, that's what's happening right there. Now, in order to do this kind of a conversation, it's good to get the temperature and get people's opinions and their thoughts. What do they think out there? And I put a, I put a message in uh, one of the marketing rooms uh, a few days back anyways, and it was this. Do you think 2022 will be better for our nation than the last two years? Or is it more of the same? And are people waking up to the, to the truth, you think? And what about Trump, you know? And how does he fit into this, in other words, which is what we're answering here today. And I got a whole lot of very interesting commentary back. I'll share with you now on some of that. Um, but I also have a couple of voices here to share with you as well. And I want to bring on her, Sierra Gentleman. You've heard him before on the program here. And it's a gold star dad, uh, Carl Porfirio is here. And uh, so, Carl, you'll hear my, uh, my uh, moment of truth and my... Uh, clarion call here to the nation about the American wave, which is another view of a revolutionary moment, but it's entirely peaceful there. Instead of the tribal, tribalized nation of identity groups, red, blue, and black and white, and everything else that we're doing here will be black and blue if we're not careful here. Um, so what do you take from this opening here, this uh, massive monologue here of what I say? What are your thoughts, sir? <laughs> My thoughts are, well, first of all, thank you for having me back on your program, Malcolm. I really appreciate it. Uh, my thoughts are the Constitution, I believe, starts with we the people, not I the president. And the way I look at it is the people aren't coming together to support. You know, they keep yelling Trump, Trump, Trump. I love, for the record, I love President Trump. I absolutely adore President Trump. He is the president for we the people. Now, when you look back at, at Britain, the commoners. Why did they? Why did they love Diana Spencer so much? Because she was like them. She was the people's princess. That's what they called her, right? The people's princess. Well, 
the high elites didn't think so much of that because, you know, she didn't act like a princess. You know, that wasn't her actual title either, but she didn't act like a royalty. She, you know, uh, princesses don't splash around in the waves with the, with the commoners. Princesses don't eat fish and chips. Princesses don't, you know, go to these little tea parties. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. And, and even the big elite Republicans, you know, presidents don't eat cheeseburgers. Presidents don't dance on the stage to the YMCA. Presidents don't get down and dirty with the people. But President Trump did. And so the people love him and adore him because he came out. He came what we were looking for all these years. The person that was going to come and, and be for America first, be just for America, help the Americans, help the American people, make America great again, to be cliche. So he did all those things. In my opinion, he did all these things. Now, is he going to come back? I don't know. I, I keep asking myself, if I were Donald Trump, would I want to come back? Why would I want to come? I'm going to be you know, pushing 80. I live in this big, beautiful place. I can play golf every day. I can enjoy my family. Why do I want to come back and take all this abuse? Why would I want to come back? I keep saying this to my friends who say, keep saying, Trump 2024, Trump 2024. Why? I, I ask myself, why would he want to? put himself and his family back in the same situation. Are these people going to magically become nice people all of a sudden? I don't think so. And as, as far as 2022, you know, Malcolm, you know me, I'm the big skeptic. What is 2022 going to do? Is it going to magically make all these people stop being haters? Mm. Is it going to magically bring us all together? Because let's say we take the House and the Senate back. Is it going to stop all those elite Democrats from fighting and battling and and doing all these things back to us? I don't think so. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. We need to take back the House. We need to take back the Senate. But my statement is we shouldn't have lost it in the first place. Where were all these people that love Donald Trump? Where, where were they all not supporting him? You know, he's just one man. And people got need to stop screaming Trump, Trump, Trump. You know, they need to scream Trump and us, Trump and us. Not just Trump, Trump, Trump. He's one man. He can't do everything. He's not a god. He's not an emperor. He can't do everything. Yeah. Well, he can't. And, and in fact, he expressed that, if you recall, back around the January 6th time frame. He expressed that fact in so many words that, uh, that it really would be up to the people. He was only one guy. I think that's where he was looking for some sort of revolutionary moment, uh, I, I would imagine, because we were at. But you, know, you asked why people vote. Well, a lot of people, like I mentioned here, uh, Carl, would say, um, well, they did vote, but they stole the election. That's what the right always says. They stole the election. And that typically is the argument they continue to want to have. And there are a lot of people who don't want to let that go. I've already expressed to listeners, I think we need to move and charge forward and capture the, the, the brass ring. And, and I mean, I, I know there's a lot of problems back there, but they used COVID to change all the rules before the election. You know, how much of that electronic business happened or not? I, I don't know. I mean, we see the evidence, we see the information. Clearly there was fraud in this election, Carl. I think we all know that, right? I think so, if I may energize. I, I believe so too, Malcolm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a Georgian here. I'm here in Georgia. I, w I was at that. Well, let me ask Trump you this. Trial. How the hell did Georgia lose those two Senate chairs? I asked exactly. that question yesterday. Let, How did that happen? Let, exactly, Michael. Let me tell you, I was at the Trump rally on January 5th, the day before the, the day before, you know, the, uh, I guess it was the 5th, the, fourth, the day before the runoff election. Right. And let me tell you, I would have bet my house. I would have bet my life that the incumbent that they would have won, that Leffler 
and Purdue exactly, exactly. would have won. I, I would have bet my life on it, Malcolm. Well, because the other two candidates, I mean, they had Marxist tendencies written all over them. And that never wasn't even a, heard of them. That wasn't I, I, a Georgia pick. I never even pick. heard of those. I live here yeah. in Georgia. I never even heard their names right. before that election. I mean, never to me, that, that one felt like a setup there in Georgia. That, that felt like more of a setup than anything. And it was like, and we all kind of knew it was like the big letdown or something, Carl. It was like, well, there's no way they can really pull that off on paper. That's not no going to happen. We'll keep the Senate clearly. And then it was like, everything, and you know what I say to you, Carla, when that whole Georgia thing happened and the devil did come down to Georgia, I think that uh, <laughs> it, it was it was like, you know, I was watching all that and it was almost like a silent movie. It was almost like it was happening in slow motion, what was taking place there like a slow motion, silent movie. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. And we're going to do what? And we're handing those two Senate seats over to these two what? Who, where? And two incumbents lost it? I mean, when does an incumbent lose? I mean, these, these guys didn't screw up, the two incumbent senators. They should have easily been reelected. So how did exactly. all that happen? How did, I mean, if there's anything to do with fraud, I mean, I don't I'm surprised there isn't more of an uproar about Georgia. And in fact, I thought that was going to be a revolutionary moment when the Senate was clearly stolen. How did they pull that off, Carl? Do you have any inclination? I, I thought so, too, in this Raffsenberger. And everything. well, you know, I said before previously on a, on a program that I wasn't a big fan of the governor. But, you know, I had a I had a choice. I had to vote between he or Stacey Abrams. Now, who was I going to vote for? So, of course, I was gonna, I'm going to vote for the Republican. Absolutely. But, you know, I, I didn't never have the confidence in him. Never have I had the confidence in him. And I don't think most of the Georgians have, you know, Republican side of Georgians. Most of Red Georgia didn't have confidence. But what choice do we have? Our choice was he or Stacey Abrams. Well, you're going to have that choice again. You see that. Exactly. And, and again, I'm the skeptic, Malcolm. Mm -hmm. I don't see this cheating going away. I don't see... You know, if, if they pulled it off the first time, and they almost right. pulled it off in 2016, they thought they were going to pull it off. And I don't see this going away, Malcolm. I just do not see this cheating going away. We don't know what's in this bill that they just signed yeah. and another bill they're getting ready to sign. We don't know the, the laws. Now, I've just seen a commercial for your listeners on, on the TV of, of Raffsenberger, you know, our, our state attorney, our mm -hmm. secretary of state saying, you know, we, we've passed laws here in Georgia now. There is going to be voter ID. There's going to be this. And there's there's not going to be any cheating. There's not going to be any anything going wrong. But but do you think most Georgians have the confidence in that? I don't know. Wait. I don't know if I have the confidence in it. Now, I'm yeah, still going to go out and vote because I'm a diehard. Yeah. I'm a diehard patriot. And I'm still going to sure, go out and vote. Sure. Well, but I'm telling you, a lot of people aren't going to get out and vote. They're yeah. not, they're not well, a lot of people probably didn't it. vote the last time as well. Let's bring Robin Hilton into exactly. the conversation here Thank and uh, and get a woman's perspective uh, and uh, turn uh, uh, turn your volume down there, Carl. Right now, <laughs> let's get Robin. Robin, so I mean, Carl's looking at this in a sort of interesting way, I guess more logical. And uh, I mean, you, you love the work that Trump did. How do you see it? Do you see uh, that he's the answer here and? Moving forward, coming into the next uh, couple of elections, uh, back to that revolution in Morgan and the American wave I talk about and all of the pieces we've discussed. What are your thoughts? Hey, Malcolm, thanks for having me on. Um, president Trump is definitely uh, the American president. He's America first. He represents America. Uh, he is definitely going to be uh the front runner there again 
Uh, you do you, you think he'll you think he'll run then for sure, Robin? Oh, sure. most definitely. <laughs> he is. He has America's heart for sure. Um, so if he runs back to well the twenty twenty two, whether there is or isn't, it really is about what happens next. And you think he? Uh, but now what Carl says, they're not going to let go. They're going to. I mean, they. I mean, uh, nobody was more badgered and bruised and banged up. Then those four years, I, I've never seen anything like it. Don't don't you think that just begins to continue again? President Trump loves America. And have, I know you've seen the crowds that he's had at the last few of his rallies. Mm-hmm. America still loves him. I don't care what the left says or thinks. He is America's president. He is going to run and they can cheat cheat all they want uh, but if he makes it let's say he be, this all works and he gets in there do you what do you think about the battles once he's in there you know you know everything was thrown at him everything was thrown against this president and and the country does that yes, continue does that continue I, on or does he learn i mean or did we learn he something has as a nation? learned he has learned and he i think he's ready for that battle Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. You think, in other words, hold on. I think you're saying to me, you believe he's learned because most good leaders do. They learn from their mistakes. Do you think he's learned from some of those mistakes and would actually come back as Trump uh, 2.0? Oh, yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. You've heard him talking about uh, who who has stabbed him in the back. He knows Mm -hmm. he's already pointing them out now and he's ready he's ready for the primaries. He's ready. He's already pointing them out now. So you, we need to be ready for the primaries on who to vote for. Everybody needs to have their ears open and be ready to vote in those primaries. We need to all be ready. Well, we need that American wave. Yes, we do. That's what we need. That's what we need to tell people. We don't want red and blue. We want an American wave. Get off your sofa. Yes, we do. And do it. It's going to be just like what happened in Virginia. We are going to be ready. That's the key right there. And you say what happened in Virginia. And that was some very interesting momentum there in uh, 2021. Uh, Very interesting, um, Robin. I I like your uh, sincerity there and what you say. I also like this 2.0. Carl, uh, give me a quick opine on what Robin says there about Trump 2.0. What are your thoughts? Do you think that can work? Oh, I think it can work. And I love what she says. I, I want to be that optimistic, but yeah. I just don't see if he doesn't have the, the, the people backing him instead of just sitting in the backseat saying, go Trump, go Trump. You know, we've got to be there for him. Like like she said, we, we've got to watch who the primaries is. We've got to be very, very careful of that because I'm seeing now, I, I feel that, look, if, if they're not going to use the voting machines to cheat, what they're going to do is they're going to back these people with millions of dollars, put them in as rhinos. And they'll say, yeah, we'll, we'll let them think that this is a really good woman, a really good man. And they're going to be behind Trump and they're going to be behind the people. And no, they're, they're going to be more rhinos. we got to be very, very, very careful of that. We yes, have to we be do. way more proactive and, and, and get off the back seat. we got to get in the forefront. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this uh, to you uh, both here and Robin, a, a news bulletin view as well here and, and, and everybody that uh, with what you say there about... Um, Trump. And I, I mean, I, I wonder, listeners, what you think out there would, does Trump come back as 2.0? And does he learn from the mistakes of that? And that could be interesting. You know, I want to say something else to you. Uh, it gives me a little pause here. 
because there was the four year lapse in between and we've had to go through some hard times as a nation because that's as COVID came in and they used that, the totalitarians used that to lock us down and mandate us to hell, you know? And it, it's an interesting timeline is what I'm saying. Uh, the first four years of that, now this to remind people how bad it is. And then the next four years, you know, that's an interesting juxtaposition of a timeline that I would predict is very interesting. Could he win? Absolutely, he could win. Could he make history again? You bet. Could he be the 45th and 47th president of the United States? 100%. Would, would I vote for him? Would Malcolm vote for him? I 100% would vote for him. You better believe it. Yeah. Um, make no mistake about it. And so uh, that's interesting. And taking what Robin says, if he does come back as all of that, uh, that could be fascinating, my friends. That, could, that does give me a little interest and intrigue. I'd like to explore that more a little bit uh, in future broadcast at that time frame there. And the fact of that lapse of those years and, you know, you come back as another leader and you live and you learn. And we all do that. We learn that as young business people. Surely uh, Trump did that as a young business guy. I did as a young business. We learn. We pick ourselves up, brush, brush the dust off and scrape our knees and move on. That's what life is, people. And no, no different than when you're running for president of the United States. I mean, remember, he didn't know any of that going in there. He didn't know the lay of the land. He didn't know any of that. They didn't know where the where the bones were buried did know how ridiculous they were, how evil they were, you know, and that like they might play along. They never played along. They wanted to, you know, just to just destroy the administration every hour of every waking moment of the day uh, for that entire four plus years. It was quite an episode. God, I hate to go through that again, surely. And I hate to see the nation go through that again, truly. Uh, but the stakes are incredibly high. Interesting. We, we got a lot of talking to do ahead here about this moment. Uh, fascinating as we as we uh, see the way the cards play here, my friends here. I'd love to hear from you and get your opinions out there as well. And feel free to email us your thoughts at liberty at americaoutloud.com or also the contact button back at americaoutloud.com that is used quite frequently for listeners and people there go to the uh, to contact us and we get those emails in and read them but we we get hundreds and hundreds of those in every single day cannot keep up with them but we do our best and we will respond and uh, you're invited there as well my friends it's all back at america out loud we're on the front lines liberty and justice for all it's what this thing is about uh, we're in the fight we are in the good fight we're on god's mission here thank you for being on the mission it's time to get involved and get loud